0: Well,
1: hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show uh, in our almost 20th year on voiceamerica.com. And this is the program where we interview these incredible expert experts that help you to live your best life. And today, I'm so excited. We have with us Dr. Michael Roizen, and his brand-new book is What to Eat When. And we have also with us the executive chef of this book, uh, Jim Perko. So let me tell you about them. Dr. Michael Royzen is the Emeritus Chef Wellness Officer at Cleveland Clinic. He's the Chief Medical Consultant on the Dr. Oz Show and the author of four number one New York Times bestselling books. He's also the originator of the popular realage.com website. And he has been on many, many other things. And I'm so excited to have Dr. Roizen. I've interviewed him in the past. And with him is Jim Perko, who is the executive chef for I Cleveland Clinic's. Hi, Cleveland Clinic Centers for Integrative Lifestyle and Medicine, and so we're very happy to have him as well. And he is the founder of the national award-winning program, Food is Knowledge. So welcome both to Dr. Royzen and to Jim Perko. And there's a lot more accolades about them, but I want to get into the content of this wonderful book. So, um,
2: let's start
1: talking. Yes.
2: I've got to say I'm privileged to be with you. You you gave such a nice introduction, but I you helped launch the first book um about 20 years ago. Real age, are you as young as you can be. So I wanted to thank you for that and a okay. number of the other books. Um but I feel privileged to be with you. So I've I I've, it, it turns out I've been doing a podcast. I just had my 20th anniversary show. So It it is really tough to do it week after week for 20 years. You should be really congratulated (laughs) and your audience is, is so privileged.
1: Well, thank you. That's, that means a lot to me, Dr. Royce, and it really does. And, you know, um, and I loved your material, Real Age. I always thought that was so great. And now you've taken that Real Age con- concept into telling people, giving them examples of what they should eat and why. And I know that you have some, there are actually some rules that you have in your book about, you know, when you should eat. So why don't you talk about that first? There's a, a absolute kind of, such thing about that. Tell us.
2: Great. So our response to the sun over the centuries causes our circadian rhythm. That is our rhythm, um, if you will, from the sun that sets our day. And our circadian rhythm's job, that is our response to the sun, is to get your body to do the right thing at the right time. For example, to sleep when it's dark at night. Your circadian set, rhythm also sets you up to be more metabolically active during the day. That's when we used to hunt and gather and still are more active. So eating the one way, that's what we call this, um, or is to eat with the sun, to eat more early, less later. And it really is a form of intermittent fasting that's been shown to be the healthiest for um, the majority of people so let me ask you though isn't
1: isn't isn't that kind of what we've always been told you know eat a good breakfast and then eat light during the day and eat your lightest at dinner i mean isn't that is that similar to this
2: it's exactly so in other words it was it was eat breakfast like a king uh lunch like a prince and uh, give (laughs) your dinner to your enemies was the phrase um if you will so that's, that's the real, so that's exactly what we've been told. But now we have great data, and that's what caused us to write the book. You know, it's, it, it is when the data is there and you want to share it, that's what we did. So the, the principles are the, the reason we wrote What to Eat When was to um, publicize the science. The reason we wrote the cookbook, um, and both Dr. Croupain and co author and uh, Chef Perko um, did it so that it would make doing this both great-tasting and easy to do. So the the key is, in fact, on intermittent fasting is um, that people do it wrong in two ways. One is they don't eat a small meal at dinner, and secondly, um, they don't concentrate enough on the what to eat. And so mm-hmm. that's why we did this. And if, you've, well, my uh, co-author, Jeff, right, Jeff, Jeff has a yeah. has a favorite phrase, which is food is a relationship, um, you should only eat food you love, but that also loves your body back.
1: Absolutely. All right, and Chef Perko, I'd love to bring you in here. Um, how did you pair up with Dr. Royzen on this, and how did you desi- decide to present the workbook, you know, in terms of chapters and format?
3: Well, I, the cookbook, I, I hooked I mean, up the with Dr. Royzen 12 years ago, which was one of the best things I ever did, and um, One of the contributions I wanted to do to the format of the book is, um, you know, explain the culinary medicine component of it. So what I, you know, I'm the chef for the Center for Integrative and Lifestyle Medicine, and my whole mission now is to create and promote uh, culinary medicine. And so we, we, you know, we introduce that in this book through recipes and, and just real quickly call them medicine yes. simply is just mostly technique driven and so we try to show people how through the recipes in this book how they can make recipes sweet without adding sugar and moist without adding fat savory without adding sodium and bulk without grains density without meat and so on and so that, that's a technique driver that is carried throughout many of the recipes in the book.
1: Mm-hmm. Dr. Royson, how do you help people get off of the typical way of eating? We, forget, we skip breakfast, we have lunch, and then we eat a huge dinner, and then we're tired. How do you have get, help people make that shift?
2: Well, there are two ways we talk about doing it in the book, because Dr. Croupain, does it gradually, and I believe in doing it suddenly. What is the sudden okay. way? Um, so the sudden way is: you say tomorrow, I'm going to stop eating big dinners. I'm going to eat my major meal before two p.m. and my major food before two p.m. And I'm not going to eat after seven thirty p.m. or seven p.m. Whatever time you choose, till. 10, 30, or 11 a.m. the next day. And you do that four days in a row, and what happens? You stop being hungry at night, you sleep better, and you feel more energy. And because of that positive feedback, after just four days, then people will do it. Now, Dr. Coupain believes in a gradual way of doing it, gradually shifting food out of what you eat at dinner towards lunch and breakfast. And one of the keys we have is we don't stereotype food. So Dr. Krupain loves cold pasta. So he will put pasta in the refrigerator overnight. He'll make it um, at night, and he'll put it in the refrigerator and have cold pasta for breakfast. And people say, that's a little weird. No, many people have pizza for breakfast. So Mm -hmm. if it's whole wheat, vegetarian pizza with marinara sauce, that's essentially having... Uh, cold pasta for breakfast. And Mm -hmm. I love salmon burgers, so my first meal of the day, which is usually around 10.30 or 11 a.m., is usually a salmon burger. So you Mm -hmm. don't stereotype food. You eat mainly when the sun is up. And whether you do it gradually and shift 10% every day for 10 days or even a quarter every seven days over a 30-day period, or whether you do it suddenly like I do it, the point is you just be persistent in doing it, and, all, and you'll have a positive feedback of sleeping mm-hmm. better, more energy, and not being hungry at night.
1: Yeah, great, great question. Um, and this is an, an interview I just did and some research I just read is that it, it is better for the brain if you eat limited carbs, that to increase your brain enhancement and function, it's better to have protein, and less carbs. Comment on that well, and how that ties in here. Yes,
2: yeah, so the way you do intermittent fasting by having a 16-hour period where you don't eat right. shifts your genes. And what we know now is, is that your lifestyle habits control which of your genes are on or not to a large degree. We can go into that, uh, Patricia, in a second, but let me basically say, so when you get into ketosis, That is when you don't have as much carbs and you're burning fat for energy, Mm -hmm. you go into a cycle of what we call is a starvation mode. So your body thinks you're starving and it sets up protection mode, which gets rid of older cells. And then when you re-eat again, and that's a key component that was missing from, the calorie restriction, just calorie restriction. So this isn't calorie restriction as much as it is an intermittent fast and then eating. When you Mm -hmm. eat again, you then regenerate new cells.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And so every marker of aging and every marker of brain inflammation and of other markers of aging goes away during that, in just four days of doing this, I mean, that's a, the, the really incredible thing is you change your genes, shift them mm-hmm. from uh, by doing this for just four days. Not only do so, your genes change when they're on and off, but all the biomarkers of aging and of brain inflammation and other inflammation in your body switch off. And so that's so, the real great thing. Now the other so part of this, just with to the carbohydrates, one more part. though. Go
1: ahead.
2: Yes. No. 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 I'm just saying. Well, you, if you have too many carbohydrates, you never get to ketosis. Got it. So the, the point is, you've got to have more, if you will, protein and fat, healthy fat, hopefully, during the periods when you're eating, and especially at night. So if you're going to eat carbohydrates, you want to eat them as your first thing in the morning, and we do want you to have some carbs, um, hopefully whole grain carbs and the carbs in vegetables, mm-hmm. and then um, the more protein and fat in the evening. Now, let me go, I, I wanted to go on one more thing. When you get to ketosis, what happens is your brain starts producing, turns on the gene that produces brain-derived neurotrophic growth factor. What that is is essentially miracle growth for your brain. So Mm. it helps you regrow new neurons when you refeed it. And that's the real, um, if you will, great new data that has motivated many people to say we should eat fewer carbs and eat them early in the day and protein and fat later in the day before our fast.
1: All right. I want to ask uh, Jim. I want to ask uh, the executive chef, Jim, of uh, this book. How do you? How did you sort of integrate what Doctor uh, Royzen is saying in in the meal prep? So how do you make that delicious breakfast that might have more carbs, or that sh- small dinner that might have less protein? How do you apply this in in your recipes? Is the question?
3: Well. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, I, I would try to create recipes where I could show you how to make something moist without adding fat. So if they were going to be carbs right. and <clears throat> to do it for breakfast, and let's say I wanted to have some healthy whole grains in there and add vegetables to the grains to moisten it. Because just think if you had, whether it be a late breakfast or, you know, bordering lunch, as Doc says he has his, you know, first bite around 1030, you know, think about it this way. If you had quinoa or farro or wheat or rice that would be gluten-free or anything, any grain on its own is going to be dry. And but so you want to moisten it with with plants. So mushrooms, which isn't a plant, it's not a meat, it's a fungus. It's in its own world, but it has a lot of moisture. Or, or green beans or peppers or or squash, and all these things uh, not only are they loaded with nutrients and they're nutrient dense much more than being calorie dense, mm-hmm. so you could eat a fair amount of them, and yet they they contribute moisture to those grains right and so you know that's how you know and and to, and to make things sweet, actually, we would do the same thing, only use naturally occurring sugars and fruits so if we add a prune to something, you're getting a good source of fiber, but you also got the sugars attached, which is the best way to get your sugars when you got the fiber attached. Uh, in the book, mm-hmm. we created a recipe called a raisin reduction, which is simply a cup of raisins, cup of water, uh, 15 minutes, covered pot. What happens is they rehydrate, liquid reduces down a couple of tablespoons, put in the blender, puree it, looks like baby food. And now that's in baking recipes. It could be in a smoothie. It could be anything that you mm-hmm. want to add sweetness to. Um, there's a recipe for cashew mayonnaise, which instead of having oil, which is the main ingredient mayonnaise and in a, in a veggie, like a veggie which is a vegan mayonnaise, you know, there's no oil added to this, but it's a healthy fat from the cashews. And so, you know, there's, um, you know we have those recipes to make things with no salt no added oil no added sugar using just prunes and berries and figs and mm-hmm. balsamic vinegar in
2: there mm-hmm.
3: so right. it, what we tell everybody is not to think what about what you shouldn't have or advise not to have think about all the things you can have right. and and that's how we uh, you know focus on doing those recipes in the book all the things that provide benefits
1: so right I love it, it loves it's- you back so my question, actually, to both of you, but I'll start with Dr. Roizen, is what if somebody listening to this says, I'm not going to do all that in my blender. I don't have time to cook. I just, you know, I want it to be easy. What suggestions do you have for people that just, you know, they want good food, but they just don't want to prepare it in that way and well, spend all so, the
2: time? So, so a couple of things. So some of the recipes are real, and, and they're really easy um, recipes, but, but technique is, is important um and for example, one of the recipes in there is a chocolate mousse, which has only two ingredients, water and chocolate, and takes mm. about five minutes to make. And wow. it's absolutely decadent. Um it was developed wow. by a, a physicist. Um and uh, the first time we tried this it was who knew this could be so great, just adding water to seventy percent chocolate. One of my favorites, as I told you, was salmon burgers. And those are right out of the Costco freezer, if you will. So you can get them right from Costco. They're inexpensive. By the way, they're available other places. They're, they're made by, I think, the company is Trident. They're the overage of the Alaska Salmon Run. I have no interest, no financial interest in Costco or uh, um, right. uh, Trident or any other of the salmon producers. But those salmon burgers. Now, there are three salmon burgers in, recipes in the book. There's um, one that takes uh, an hour to make and one that takes six minutes of uh, pan frying, if you will, the salmon burgers from Costco with adding, and we talk about what spices to add. Um, But they're real, so we make it easy. Another one, and I should have Jim talk about this, how easy it is, is one of the ones we've done in a a number of shows is called a garden chive bean dip. Which everything is already it's essentially using cans of beans and frozen peas, etc, so you're just mixing them, and I think it because we do it on uh, we've done it on uh, a couple of TV shows, and I think it takes about three minutes start to finish, and it's magnificent so wow. you can really yeah. do things fast and we, fast and easily But yes. I want to make a point as a throw it back to Jim, is um, the most important ingredient in any recipe is the technique with which it is cooked. And so that's what, Jim, we've got a a chapter in there, a really nice, thick chapter on techniques and how to do it so that even a doctor can cook healthy.
1: All right, let's um let's get your website and then when we we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have Jim talk about techniques. And um so uh, this is really exciting. So again, my guest is Dr. Michael Roizen and the name of the book is called The What to Eat When Cookbook. He's written this cookbook with Michael Krupain, MD, and Jim Perko, who is with us today, who is the executive chef for Cleveland Clinic Centers for Integrative and Lifestyle Medicine, So, um, and actually published by the National Geographic. So we're really excited to have them both on. Yes, go ahead.
2: And, Patricia, I should just say, though, the website is wenway.com, wenway.com.
1: All right, W-H-E-N-W-A-Y.com. And they can order this on Perfect. on Amazon.
2: Or any right? other place, right.
1: Okay. All right, exactly. we're going to take a quick break. And you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back with Dr. Roizen and Jim Perko talking about the What to Eat When Cookbook. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back.
3: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinvold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere.
3: Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time,
3: 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
1: at two experts and amazing people. Dr. Michael Roizen is the Emeritus Chief Wellness Officer at Cleveland Clinic. Chief Medical Consultant on The Dr. Oz Show, and the author of four number one New York Times bestselling books, and the originator of the popular realage.com website. And I interviewed him in the very beginning when he started with real age, and also had the opportunity to interview Dr. Oz, which was very exciting. Dr. Roizen is board certified in anesthesiology and internal medicine, and a fellow of the American College of Physicians. And he's published more than 190 peer-reviewed. Articles. He his co-author is Dr. Michael Coupain, who is the medical director of the Dr. Oz Show and medical director of, of Share uh, Sharecare. Today with us is another one of the authors, along with Dr. Michael Royzen, Jim Perko. Who's the executive chef for Cleveland Clinic Centers for Integrative and Lifestyle Medicine? And he's the founder of the national award winning program, Food is Knowledge. So we have them both on today, and we're taking less breaks and more airtime so we can share all this great information. So thank you both, Dr. Royzen and Chef Perko. All right, so thank during you. the break, Welcome. During the break, I was telling a story and I said, hold that thought. You got to tell this on the air. So I'll be quick on mine. I was talking about how I make eggs and how I, you know, kind of didn't do them well. And then I've learned how to work with temperature and time. And I was talking about sunny side up eggs where you work with just the egg itself. And then, then um, Chef Perko gave me some other ideas. So go ahead, share what you were saying, please.
3: Yeah. So thanks, for Patricia. So, um, you know, when you eat an egg, whether it's sunny side or over easy or scrambled, you're just having the egg by itself. And, uh, you know, a great thing to do is when you have eggs is to make that egg work for you rather than having it by itself. If you made a recipe like a frittata, which is basically an open face omelet, you could Put so many vegetables in there, so the eggs are literally no more than the glue to hold a bunch of plants together and mm-hmm. If you throw the yolk away now you 're getting rid of the saturated fat, you get the pure protein from the egg white, and then you could add in spices like turmeric, which actually will help color it yellow make it make your you think that there's some yolks in there. And you could put in ginger, which goes great with eggs. So, you, you know, just the ginger and turmeric are, are low to it, you know, are major anti-inflammatory, and you get all the benefits from all the plants. And then if you wanted to even make it more helpful, you could take that frittata and serve it on top of a 100% whole sprouted grain like Ezekiel tortilla. Now you're mm-hmm. getting 100% whole grains, vegetables, and the egg white along with, you know, help promoting spices. And so you get so much more than just eating a plain egg. Right. And you would take away the yolk. Oh, absolutely. Uh, If you throw away the yolk, then you get rid of all the saturated fat. And Dr. Roizen could talk more about carnitine that's heavily in egg yolks. But, you know, so we, you know, again, think about all the things you can have, not what you can't. Okay. Uh, in the let book, let there's me a recipe let me ask you though.
1: Yeah, yeah, let me just ask you about because people do love eggs. Um, do you think people should not eat the egg yolk, or do you think in moderation? What's your feeling about that?
2: The data are pretty clear, um, Patricia. The yep. egg yolk has um, the three amino acids that are hazardous to your health because they promote inflammation, and I'll tell you how they do that, are carnitine, lecithin, and choline. So carnitine, carnivorous, the red meat and processed red meat, and lecithin and choline are often are in egg yolks. And the problem with them is they change with, with more than one egg yolk a week. It changes the bacteria inside your gut, to produce in 82% of Americans, 83% of Americans, to produce an inflammatory protein called trimethylamine that is more risky from a heart attack, stroke, dementia, and cancer standpoint than is even LDL cholesterol.
0: Okay. And
2: so that's the real reason. So one egg yolk a week, fine. Four ounces of red meat a week, fine. Not the two together, those will promote, unfortunately. Now, Mm. the person who discovered this is Stan Hazen, way back in about 2009. He promised me then that we'd have something to take alongside it so that you could have your eggs or your red meat and love it too, because he does. He's still working on that. And when I last saw him about uh, two months ago, he still said it was two years away. So hmm. he thinks we will have something that will block the production of that trimethylamine by the bacteria from that currently less than choline, but we don't have it now. So okay. that's why, so as Jim says, think about all the things you can have. You can have all the egg whites. You can have salmon. You can have ocean trout. You can, there are a lot of things you can have that are great, that you can enjoy, and that's what you should focus on.
1: Okay. All right. What about veal,
2: chicken, turkey? You sound turkey? very disappointed about that.
1: Oh, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you want me to tell you that I have an egg almost two eggs almost every day? <laughs> that's why you hear no, that in no, my voice. I, I
2: just want you to say that that <laughs> you, you can. Every, every one, one of us can learn. I've adapted as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I understand. I do. And but I would. That, that's why you heard that in my voice. Like, uh oh. <laughs> So, but yeah. So let me ask about um, chicken and veal and turkey. Um, What do you think about those?
2: So chicken and turkey are neutral. They're wonderful as long as you have them without, um, if you will, a a lot of uh, salt or, um, if you will, other things on them that bring out sugar. So the, the the basic message is um, they're fine. Veal is unfortunately a red meat. It contains carnitine, and the carnitine is the thing that changes the bacteria inside you. So we want, and that's why all the recipes, there are 135 of them that are created in the What to Eat When cookbook, are recipes that you can love and that will love your body back. So that was yep. the point. We yep. wanted to show you how easy it was to make okay. food that you can love, uh, just like I love salmon yeah. burgers or yeah. um, Jim yeah. loves the egg frittata and will love your right. body back.
1: Right, and I love salmon. Now, I do have another question that's very important, is when I interviewed Dan Buettner from Blue Zones, and you know, he's traveled around the world and he found the five healthiest people, places on the planet, you know, he said that one of the keys is they ate a plant-based diet. So comment on that because, you know, he's finding the healthiest people on the planet are eating plant-based food. What's your feeling
2: about that? Um, well, it, it actually is a pesca vegan that is the healthiest diet. There was just a meta-analysis that was published, uh, I think it was about a month ago, in the uh, archives or the Annals of Internal Medicine that looked at all the data on the diets and longevity. And um, vegan or Mediterranean um, mm-hmm. were the second best. Pesca Mediterranean, Pesca vegan, were the ones that were associated with the longest of populations. And what that means is that you can have ocean trout or uh, salmon with the um, vegan or Mediterranean diet, and with very low on eggs and very low on uh, red meat. As okay. If if you're doing Mediterranean, and that was associated with the longest-lived populations.
1: Okay, all right, and I want to move back to Jim for a minute, Jim. When you're cooking, what are some of the techniques that you'd like to explain to people that you think are easy that will really help you make that dish
3: turn out really well? so again, um all the things so example, we do a broccoli salad, right, and I don't want to use a lot of oil in the dressing, so you know, a textbook vinaigrette is three to one. We don't even advise people to do two to one. You, should, you know, no more than one to one ratio of oil and acid. And a way to achieve that, if I want to make a vinaigrette and I'll do broccoli and I'll add beans, then I'll actually macerate about a third of the beans into the vinaigrette, which makes it thicker, gives it density without adding more oil. Um We do a, a vegan vanilla shake that is a banana and almond butter and vanilla in a blender that tastes just like a milkshake. Um, mm. You know, we created a recipe called mac and cheeses. Now, how do you make macaroni and cheese healthy, which is a perennial Thanksgiving favorite in a lot of different cultures? And uh, so we just took sweet potatoes, we put them in unsweetened almond milk, and then, you know, we... Uh, uh, Cooks, it'll reduce down a couple cups. We bring it back up to three, put it in a blender with some cashews soaked overnight, a Dijon mustard, um, nutmeg, a little cayenne pepper, and it comes out just like a cheese sauce. And we put it wow. over whole grain pasta, and it's outstanding. You know, so, you, you know, we just and, think and about I'll all the bow, things we can I'll, have,
2: I'll not bow what we can't. Wow, it Patricia, that it's absolutely outstanding s talk to him about shocking broccoli Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: so in broccoli, so here's a, a, a culinary medicine technique that's really important. so most people in, in the culinary world, and the way they teach in schools is when you if you took broccoli and you blanch it in a pot of water, they would take it out and they run it under cold water. That's called shocking to stop the cooking process. The problem with doing that is is that the floret part of the broccoli holds moisture, and so I never run it under cold water to shock it or to to stop it from cooking anymore. What I do is I just take it. If I wanted to strain it, right, I'll put it on a rack. If I want to cool it down, I could just put it in the refrigerator, and I'll have cold convection air shocking it, but almost always what I do is I just put it on a pan, put it on towels or a cloth towel, and I pat it dry. And then it just quickly cools down the room temp because I spread it out, right? And now my broccoli is crisp al dente, but most importantly, it is dry. So now... In the recipes in this book, if I made a beautiful vinaigrette like in that broccoli salad that's got, you know, garlic and maybe some chili in there, you know, and, and I'm he- we're heavy on the garlic because, you know, we, we all love, all the authors love the garlic. Now when we put that broccoli in there, it absorbs all the goodness in the bowl because it was dry. It wasn't wet. If it was wet, it would dilute that. As in all the other recipes, we do a tahini satay sauce. There's a recipe called so-good broccoli, meaning TSO, as in general, mm. so-sauce. So if we made ours healthier with a raisin reduction. Um, so in all these things, if the broccoli is dry, it will capture and absorb all that goodness. If it's wet and mm. shocking under cold water, it'll just dilute it. That That's a sample of one of those techniques.
1: Wow. And it's science. I mean, there's a lot of science behind this. You no, know, that's pretty oh, yeah. amazing.
3: And just, you know, yeah. we do an, an apricot nut bar that's just apricots and nuts and cocoa powder that's absolutely delicious. There's a chocolate chunk cookie that we just took whole oats, put them in a processor, turned them into flour, add pecans, walnuts. Mm-hmm. Then we add apricots and fo- it turns into a dough and then we fold it in um, and some raisins we put in there to sweeten it. That becomes the dough. And then we add, fold in uh, Chunks of seventy uh, percent cocoa, dark bittersweet chocolate. Bake it twelve mm. minutes. Let it sit fifteen. It's delicious. wow. That sounds delicious.
1: Now, Jim, have you? Did you design all these recipes? Did you create these? All
3: of these? I did half the recipes, and Dr. Michael Crapain did the other half.
1: Wow, it's amazing.
3: And Dr. Reizen did a couple.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's wonderful. All right, so Dr. Yeah, Royce, I, did, back to I did the
2: science, if you will, Patricia, and, and let me tell you on that. No, on the uh, chocolate chunk bar, there's also a no bake uh, chocolate uh, cookie, if you will, cookie that is sensational and again healthy for you. One of my favorites, actually, and I'm going to have Jim talk about it because this is something that I'll have for for the first meal that I have in the day is a berry crisp, and it's a fantastic, so you want to get the carbs early, this gets you carbs, but get your whole grain carbs, and it's absolutely sensational, um, and the, the only problem I have with this is I have trouble limiting my portion size, it's so great, yeah. but it is, <laughs> it yeah, is absolutely tr- sensational. That's terrific.
3: So that berry crisp, Dr. Rose was just talking about, what it does is we just take blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries. But here's some of the added culinary medicine techniques. We add a little raisin reduction to offset any tartness from raspberries. Then we put in chia seed. Now chia seed will swell up to ten times, but also it adds a healthy fat and protein. So mm-hmm. any naturally occurring sugars will actually make them a little less glycemic. Then we put those into a pan, and then we take. Uh, Baking powder, baking soda and whole oats with a little more raisin reduction that goes on top and that's the nut crust. But think Mm -hmm. about it when you when you when you go to eat this, you know, it's good for breakfast it's good for a brunch. It's good at any time during the day, but it's loaded with antioxidants. Because if you took a pear or an apple and you cut it, it turns brown, which shows that it oxidizes. You could mm-hmm. cut berries all you want. They never turn brown because they're loaded with antioxidants. Interesting. And so, you're, yeah, Go you're ahead. getting the colors on your plate and the whole grains and everything in one shot. And it could be dessert mm-hmm. or breakfast or brunch or wow. anything. All at once. All right. My question for you, I think, Jim,
1: and then, and then uh, Dr. Raisin as well, ice cream. People love ice cream. How do you help them with this? Yeah. Do they eat the alternative? Should they do soy or coconut ice cream? What do you think?
3: Not, no, no, no. So again, always think about what you can have, not what you can't. So here's okay. why they love ice cream. The the three main addictives in food are sugar, sodium, and fat. When you have right. each one of those three, generally it makes you want more. Ice cream is the trifecta. It has all three. That's why people mm. could eat a cup and then want another cup. Right. So in the book, we created that vegan milkshake that if you took a banana and you, when it was ripe, you peel it, you put it in the freezer, right? And then you just put it in a blender with three quarter cup of unsweetened almond milk, a tablespoon of almond butter, two teaspoons of vanilla, and you could put a teaspoon of flaxseed and you blend it and it is outstanding like a vegan uh, milkshake. Even if you took a banana and you sliced it when it was, you know, peeled and ripe, freeze those slices and freeze them with a skewer in them, right? Now, when you take it out of the freezer, frozen with the skewer, it's just like ice cream. But if you met, if you tempered some of that 70% cocoa, dark, bittersweet chocolate, and you dip that skewer in there, now you got a chocolate-covered banana. If you wanted to take it to a new level just crumble in some toasted walnuts and pecans, now you got a nutty chocolate-covered banana. If you want a mocha flavor, just add some espresso powder to the chocolate. Now you got a mocha chocolate-covered, you know, banana. So, (laughs) I mean, again, think about all the things you can have. And more importantly, because it was a little slice on a skewer, you're practicing portion control because you don't have to eat the whole candy bar. You're just eating one (laughs) of those little things. We I, I love you. I love your passion.
1: You're so you're so passionate <laughs> about this. You really are, <laughs> um, Dr. Voisin. Well, yeah. So here is my question. You've written. Going to ask you a big question now. From all your work over the years, you wrote Real Age. You've worked Dr. Oz. You've been on all these programs. You've written all the books. So what's the secret for those of us 60 plus? Right, us baby boomers. We want to stay young and healthy and vibrant and active. Talk to me. <laughs> Give me the secret in a minute or less. No, a few minutes.
2: (laughs) um, There there actually are 32 things you can do to preserve your brain and keep it young. And it starts with normal blood pressure, normal LDL cholesterol, a little of the four components of exercise that keep you young, uh, managing stress. Most important things, manage stress and have friends and a passion like your Jim's passion, He's passionate about culinary medicine and about helping people to eat healthy and stay younger. Um, My passion is helping people stay younger, too. So stress, manage it with passion and friends. And then the second most important thing is to eat healthy. And those are pretty easy things because you choose what goes in your mouth and you choose your friends and your passions. Third thing is to do physical activity. And fourth, avoid the toxins that are what we call unforced errors.
1: So my question is, now put COVID on top of all this. Now give us some advice. How do people, you know, I mean, I'm doing corporate webinars all the time on COVID-19 and how do you reduce your stress. And people are really, really stressed. And it's affected some people are in therapy. What would you say to people during COVID-19?
2: To look past it, we're going to get over it. And so keep planning, and secondly is keep in contact with their friends. I used to write, and I still do, three thank you notes a day right in the evening. But what I've taken is I actually call three of my elder friends, that is people who are now living in nursing homes or, or retirement communities or assisted living communities, and I call three of them every night to help them, but it actually is a boost to me because I feel so good doing it. Yeah. So it is yeah. that con- those connections with people, connections. keep them up. You can use phone okay. or Zoom or whatever you want.
3: Absolutely.
1: And and Jim, what would you suggest for people who want some comfort food instead of eating junky stuff, but during this time when they just want to feel, you know, comfort and nurturing, what would you suggest in terms of, of food? That's healthy. Well,
3: I guess you know you, everybody has different taste preferences, and so I would probably suggest to try to take things that they know that are healthy that they like and enjoy, and mm-hmm. maybe how to morph that into a new dish or something different, because now that'll give them more repertoire. They'll increase their culinary literacy. Because a lot of times people may get bored with the same thing. So now by doing that, they'll learn how to, you know, practice cooking the broccoli so it won't be so wet. Uh, Or Mm -hmm. try, you know, the recipe in the book for the mac and cheeseless, you know, because Mm -hmm. now they'll learn how to make a a comfort recipe that is, I mean, that's a main comfort food, mac and cheese, right? But this one will love you back. I mean, Mm -hmm. anytime you eat anything, you're either feeding or fighting disease. You know, so we we don't want to eat foods that promote inflammation. We want to eat foods that fight inflammation. And we worked really hard to put recipes in the book that do that. And this way, when they go to have a comfort food, mentally, they'll even feel better knowing that it loved them back. And and the holidays now, like Thanksgiving's around the corner. That's that's where everybody messes up the most because they'll say, oh, it's my Thanksgiving. I'm going to have X, Y, Z or my birthday or whatever. And that's the time to really try to stay focused. And so, like, there's a recipe in there for Papa's pumpkin pie, because that's a new tradition. Mm-hmm. Instead of having pumpkin pie, I never mm-hmm. give my grandsons that. You know, it's a pumpkin mousse. And so it's healthy, yeah. and they'll love their little wonderful. bodies back. So you make new right. traditions.
1: Right. All right. This has been so wonderful. I could talk to you both for hours. Dr. Royzen. I'm going to start with you. Closing thoughts. What do you want? What's your message for our listeners
2: today? Um, our message is: you get to change which of your genes are on. That changes how long you live, how well you live, and your energy level. Try the what, to eat when way—that is, eating with the sun, eating more early, less later, and don't stereotype foods. Have carbs early in the day, and remember, every time the sun comes out, is another chance to do it right. And if you do it that way for four days, you'll see you'll sleep better. You won't be hungry at night and you'll have more energy every day.
1: Wonderful. And the website is whenway.com, W H E N W A Y, correct?
2: Exactly, whenway.com. All right.
1: Okay. All right. Jim, sorry I don't have time for a closing, but give us, Jim, just give us like okay. a sentence, a quick sentence. We've got one well, minute. Just
3: to make mealtime eventful because, you know, you get exercise during a meal, aromatherapy during a meal. And you get certainly a lot of hospitality. So when you make a mealtime eventful, especially if you do it with children, you know, food memories are formed in childhood and carried for life.
2: So make
3: them where they love you back. Thank you. Both of you
1: were just fabulous. Thank you both for being on the program. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, great. Patricia. Thank you. All right, all right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Again, my guests have been Dr. Michael Roizen and and uh, Jim Perko, and they are co-authors of this wonderful brand-new book, which is called, again, The What to Eat When Cookbook, and just look up when way. All right. All um, right. Remember, folks, if you'd like to contact me, it's Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. You can get a copy of my newsletter. If any of you were thinking of doing your own podcast, I help people put them together since I've interviewed thousands of people. So I'd love to help you. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now.